allow me humbly just to share with you something small. I hope the Lord will minister to us and we will be blessed together. Amen? Good. As uh, it's been told, my name is Victor Otieno. Uh, I'm a member here. And I serve with the Deacon Department. And it's a beautiful ministry serving with you guys. And it's just amazing. Um, today, before the worship team left, they led us into a beautiful song. And uh, our visitors may not have understood what the song said, but uh, it just said that God is the source of our lives. You know? And in the song also it says that I have known to have much and to have nothing. I have experienced hunger and I have also experienced satisfaction. Yeah? Rejection and acceptance. Yeah? But above all else, God still remains. Amen? He is still God. He says, mungu. Amen? So, it doesn't matter what you go through, uh, what challenges we face, all things. God remains God. And that song ministers to me and blesses me a lot. Amen? That's not what I'm talking about tonight, today. Um, that was just about a side show. Um, today I want to mention something about the gift that keeps on giving. And it sounds... Hello, Baba Moi. <laughs> it's an honor to be before you today. God bless you. <laughs> um, Mother Teresa, that's a name that everyone knows. One time I was giving a, an interview. I was being interviewed and uh, she was asked, is it only the affluent? Is it only those who have that can give? And she said, no. Anyone, even the poor of the poor can give. Amen? And then she went ahead and said, a poor beggar one time met her and asked, I see people give to you, but I also want to give you 20 pence, like about 20 shillings. And Mother Teresa taught to her, to herself, if I take it, this man will not have anything to eat. But if I don't, I will crush his spirit. So she went ahead and took it. And this man was so happy that he had given to Mother Teresa of Calcutta to give to the poor. You know, her ministry was to the poor. I actually benefited from the same ministry uh, sometime when I was in lower primary, grade uh, one to three, right in the, in the slum of Kibera, um, is a Catholic uh, organization that took me to school because um, I was orphaned from a tender age of four, five. Both parents lost, I lost both parents. I went to stay with my grandma. She was in Kibera. She had a big family also which, that she was taking care of. But there was a gap there for me, and I joined. And we were schooled there for a few years, three years, and I benefited through that ministry that I just shared about. Well, to cut the short, short um, that one, uh, 
I finished class three, grade three. I lost that grandmother that was hosting me. Then we moved to the village to stay with her mother. Now I may have stayed with my great grandmother in the village. And th that taught me a lot. The place where I learned to do so much. I went with two other boys um, who left two years after. So I had to stay three more years. And this was a training ground for me, a preparation for me. I learned to till land. I learned to plant and grow food, harvest, learn to cook, shop. You know, my great-grandma was very old, so I learned to do all this stuff. Uh, I didn't know that they were preparing me for a better tomorrow or today for that matter. So we'll continue my story later. But I just haven't talked about giving today and also just to acknowledge what has been done here. Pastor has already mentioned that uh, you guys are doing an amazing job standing with the needy in your midst. One day, I was those people that didn't have anything to eat, didn't have even soap to shower. If you could access water, just wash your face and yourself and move. Walk bare feet. You know? When you start walking bare feet, it's painful until you become strong enough and built for it and you're able to go. Yeah? Until now, you can run on, the, on those uh, maram out there and life is easy. But some of these things are training grounds. They're making you for uh, better. And also, it's a place for you to acknowledge gifts when they're given. If you have a million and I give you 10 shillings, may not really ring a bell. But if you had 10 and I gave you a million, it will make sense. You will talk about the million more than the 10. True? Yes. Now we are together. C.S. Lewis uh, defined Christianity as a kind of giving. And God has poured out his, uh, out his generosity to you through Jesus. Christianity is a kind of giving. And through Jesus Christ, uh, in John 3.16, we see this gift that has been given to us. Amen? And when I was just seated there, I, I learned that actually, each and every one of us is a gift to the earth. It is God who gave you to your parents, to your country, to your nation, to your organization. We are a gift. So if you're looking for a giver, example of a giver, the first place to start is God himself. And he has given. And in Christ, during Christmas we read, unto us a child is given. And leading into John 3.16, that is the kind of God that we serve. Amen? Let us look at Proverbs 18 and verse 16. I want Niels, if you're, if you're there, you, you come with your gift. You want to, to, to demonstrate something. And this pastor was demonstrated here a few years ago by Pastor Surprise, if you remember. Those who used to come for midweek services. And I, I saw this and I, I hope it will, it will make sense. Come, my brother. It says, a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great 
men. Amen? So, this is a man with his gift. And he comes with his gift, and his gift takes him and makes room for him and brings him before, before great men. And great men for me now is Baba Moi and Mama Moi. And he sits you there. And that is what your gift does for you. I can hear myself in, in the background. <laughs> I'd like to hear that later today. Like we have done, when we give, it doesn't stop there. When we give, it doesn't stop there. What does the Bible say? When you give, it shall be given back to you. It doesn't say much about the receiver. When someone receives, it stops there. But when someone gives, more things are opened. It says, gives makes room for him and brings him before great men. One, one of the things you need to understand that, uh, is that God has given you gifts, of, gifts to use for his glory. You, each and every one of us, has been given a gift to use for whose glory? For God's glory. You may be thinking to yourself, I am not good enough. I am not as important. Why would God give me something for his glory? I am too small. I am an orphan. I, I, I don't even know. I've never left the slum. Well, that was me a few years later. So we cannot say that you're too small or you're too little or you can't contribute much to the kingdom of God. Amen? We have been given different gifts. Let's look at uh, again um, Romans 12 and verse 6. Having then gifts different according to the grace that, God, that is given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. Let's hold it there. He has apportioned each and every person, each and every individual with a gift suit for what has been called. There are people God has called, has called you to that only you can reach. Okay? There are people who have been called to access the state house and they can only reach, they can only, they're the ones who can access the state house. There are people who've been called to schools, like our brothers here are going to the juvenile's home and all doing all these wonderful things out there. I am not called to train pastors. They are called to train pastors. You see? So everyone has something that they can contribute to the kingdom. Secondly, you need to understand that your giftings are unique to you, to you only. Do not look at someone else's gift and say, I wish I had that. I wish I could sing like uh, Elder Lucy. I wish I could preach like a pastor. No, everyone has been given 
just what is right for him. According to the call that you have been given, you have been equipped for that particular call and need or um, ministry. Sometimes you may think that your, your call is, is weird. And like, under which ministry? But still, there's something for everyone. There's something that you can do that can count. Every gift counts. Someone brought a whole bell. Someone brought a kilo of sugar. Someone brought something small. They all count. They all matter. They all do something. Someone today will be eating dinner because of that gift. So you cannot despise a gift because it's, because it's small. Okay? There's a Swahili, I don't know whether it's a proverb. It says, He who gave you much is the one who gave me this little. And he knows why. Because everyone has a place where they fit. In business, they call it a niche. If you're meeting a particular group, they say, this is your niche. So even in your, in your calling, on your, in the gift that God has given you, there's a place where it can be plugged in and it will do what it is meant to do. Amen? So, someone, there's a, a story in, um, in the Bible about Gideon. Gideon, they were facing uh, terror for that for lack of a better word. They were being, uh, they were under siege for, uh, and, and, and they couldn't even go in the open to, to get food. But this guy was able to hide himself in the in the in a in a place to hide himself to make some food, and people would have called him a coward. But God did not see a coward. He saw someone who would not give up and would think outside the box to survive and to defy all what was going out there. Someone would have said. We're not going, we'd rather die here. But he said, I will go. And in that place, that's where God calls him. Calls him man of valor. If you read the story, he was the least in everything. Yet, he was still picked. So nothing or no one should tell you or stop you that I cannot contribute. I cannot give. We've been encouraged here today. About we are, we are buying bricks. Uh, there's a time where a brick is a thousand bob. But guess what? Even if you give a hundred, it will still start on that brick. If you remove a hundred from a million, it's not a million. Is it? So it counts. It counts. The other thing to understand is that uh, God's economy is not the same as of this world. They're not the same. So we might think and say, ah, if only I had a million. But God looks at it differently. John 10, 42. 
John 10 and uh, verses 42, the words of Jesus. Uh, go to the next verse, let me see. Okay. Sorry. Wrong book. Matthew. <laughs> I told you I'm not good at this. So I understand. Yeah. We are being uh, nurtured. And thank you, Pastor. For yeah, yeah, thank you. And whoever gives one of these little ones only a cup of cold water in the name of a disciple, assuredly, I say to you, he shall by no means lose his reward. Amen? Just a cup of cold water. That's the least you can give someone, right? Because for, for me, hot water is like food. If you are too hungry and you drink hot water, something will change a little. But cold water kidogo eh, creates more holes. <laughs> but he says, as little as a cup of water to this disciples. As in anything that you can contribute for the ministry counts. And it says, you shall by no means lose your reward. You come to church and you think, uh, today I only have a hundred. God, wait for next week. He doesn't look at the amount. He looks at the heart. The woman who gave the most is the woman who gave the least, according to Jesus. Remember? He said most of them gave from their abundance and they could lift it up and, and put it there so that they can see. I gave a lot. But this woman came slowly. She was old and dropped in her two coins. And to Jesus, that was so much. For the kingdom of God, that was so much because God looks at the heart and the intentions of the heart. Amen? The enemy tells you that you need to be rich and famous to make a difference. But God says to love him and your neighbor and you will fulfill your role on the earth. The enemy wants you to be rich and famous and say, when I'm famous, they will know. You know, you come in flashing money. In some places they call you chop money, you know. But God is looking at love. You love your neighbor and you love him. And your role here will be fulfilled. Amen? So, if you've, never, if you've not started giving, there's no starting point. Just start. Just start. Do it. And gifts are in many ways. There are many forms of giving. Sometimes you just need time. Uh, first, I, I need to report that um, a, few couple, a couple of weeks ago, the land in Karen is now clean swept. I don't know if you are aware. There's no longer bushes because some young men gave of their time and energy and went and slash the entire plot. And now you can go and do your prayer walks there because someone gave something. Amen? 
So, every gift, every gift counts. Yeah? They may not have money to get tractors, but they say, hey, we are available. Let's go do this. And it's clean swept. We're just waiting. You see how we are ready by the for Karen. The pastor was asking how many people are ready. The land is clean. We can go there and start having our mini meetings as we claim the, everything to work out. As we call that building to, to fruition. Amen? Yes. So it is, it is, it is there. And uh, you will be blessed when you get there. Amen? The widow of Zarephath. How much did she have? Very little oil and flour. We call it now in this current age, we call she had a little gold dust and liquid gold. Those things in this country now are considered very valuable. Oil is liquid gold and unga is gold dust. That's how precious these commodities are right now. Yes? People are making fun and saying, stop calling your, your, your loved ones cheap names like honey. Call them petroleum. It's very expensive. Eh? Someone said they call their wife a big tank of gas. <laughs> Cooking gas. <laughs> yeah? If you, if you filled your gas uh, last month, if you go this month, it's pretty much almost doubling. It's not easy. But guess what? So the widow of Zarephath has only a little flour and a little oil. And the servant of God comes and says, hey, help me with water. And she's going to be, ah, water is available. And while you're going, bring me some, a, a, bread, eh? a loaf of bread or something. And she's like, what are you talking about? I think what we are going through now in this country is what she was going through. And she's like, what we have is only enough for me and my son, then we die. But the man of God said, you go ahead and do it anyway. And she went, she obeyed, and she brought it. And that jar of oil never stopped dripping. And the unga never got finished. May that be your portion also. As you give. Amen. Amen. So if you want to read the story of the woman of Zarephath, 1 Kings 17, from verse 7 uh, to 16. So we won't go through that for now. Another person who had something small was Joseph. Joseph was only a dreamer. And his brother hated him for that. He just needed to be corrected a little on how to handle his dream. But he had something. And this gift took him to the palace. This gift saved a nation and many other nations around it. Because he had a gift and used it. Amen? He could dream and interpret dreams. And it saved nations. He became second in command after Pharaoh. So God has given us gifts, gifts, however small it is. It will do something. It will change a generation. It will save and support many. Amen? 
So, never despise a small gift. Jesus fed 5,000 people. But there's a story that we never remember. Who had this fish and the loaf? A small boy. Right? So this small boy had two fish and five loaves. If they didn't have that, this miracle would have taken another shape or rather another uh, course or direction. But this boy had something. And that was magnified to feed the 5,000 men, live alone children and their mothers. Are you together up to that point? There is something that everyone, each and every one of us can do. Amen. Luke 12, 48. Luke 12 and verse 48. This is a very common scripture and I want to look at part B. And it says, for everyone to whom much is given, from him much will be required. And to whom much has been committed, of him they will ask the more. Okay? And we have established so far that everyone has been given something. Together up to that point, everyone has been given something. And this is just a reminder that God has given a lot to us. And we only have to be generous. We have also established that God is the most generous being we have ever come to know. So, we also learned that we are, ourselves are a gift. He is the source of our livelihoods. He makes us spring out. And we, ourselves, before we even give another gift, we are gifts. So this, this topic, this uh, phrase has been used in many places, even in business. Um, when they are doing appraisals, they say, we gave you this much, we gave you that, we have provided you with everything. You have internet, you have laptops, you have a car, yet you're not delivering. And most people have, see, have faced the acts and they've gone home because they couldn't deliver. So the same applies to us. Much has been given. Much is required and expected. Thank you, Pastor. So I want to look at a few things. What it means uh, in this scripture, this, this scripture, or rather a portion of scripture. The truth is God has given much. God is generous to his servant. And the book of Luca has established that... Uh, Give and it will be given to you. I want to look at uh, Luke six thirty-eight. Give and it will be given to you. 
good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. So, we have been given. And God also still promised that he shall give us. And secondly, is that back, back to our verse again, back to Luke twelve forty eight. Luke 12, 48, the previous verse we just read. So we are breaking that verse down. Yes. So the other truth is that no one is to live alone for himself. No one has been called to himself. Yeah? Has anyone been called to himself? I'm being called to serve me and me alone. Everything you make is for you. Everything you harvest is for you. No one. That's not how God has done things. We have been called for others. Much will not be required by you. It's by others. You already have it. If that much is in you, you already have it. So it ought to be for others. Amen? I will just, you don't need to go there. Romans 14, verse 7. It says, For none of us lives for ourselves alone, and none of us dies for ourselves alone. We have been called for others. Jesus didn't die for himself, he died for you and me. Yeah? The martyrs are not dying for themselves, they are defending the truth that Jesus is Lord. So none has been called for himself. Nothing. You will not ask yourself of something. It will be asked of you or demanded of you by others. Therefore, generously we ought to be there. And number three is the emphasis that everything we receive comes with great responsibility. Everything that has been given to us comes with great responsibility. A lot will be required of you. Amen? From everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded. And from the one who has entrusted him, uh, with, who has been entrusted with much, much more will be asked. So, there's a word there, demand. It will be required of you. I'm reminded of a story. A foolish man was rich and foolish, the Bible calls him. He had plenty harvested and said, ah, now I have made it. Eh? There's a saying, they say, mama, I've made it. This guy had everything in the bands and he said, now let me sit and be and make merry. Yeah? And he was said, you fool. What if tonight your soul is asked of you? So everything we have is ours, yes, but we ought to share with someone else. Amen? Be there for someone. 
Sawa sawa? Amen. So, I think I missed the fourth one. Let me give you the fourth one and then we'll be winding up. Mm. The fourth one is that we should use the gifts and talents that are given to us. Given to us. The phrase to whom much is given, much is required, also talks, talks about talents. We glorify God by using our talents. Talents are God-given through the power of the Holy Spirit. And each person has a specific skill and talent that has been given him. So, we ought to put them to use. Ours is to obey what God has told us. Ours is to follow his instructions. He has asked of us that we do as he has done. Give, share, stand with the poor in, the, in, 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 our, in our midst. As an orphan, I am a product of people giving. I am where I am because people sacrificially gave for me to be where I am today. Okay? So if you thought a gift disappears, when you give, you think I've lost that one. Never count it loss. Never. Count it all joy that you have blessed someone because you don't know what God is using that gift for. When I finished class 8 in the village, actually my grandma, my great-grandma passed on when I was doing my, my final exams in class 8 in 2001. And so she passed on and uh, I'm the only one left. Guess what? A neighbor said, you come, you have three months to finish your exams. Come and stay in my house until you're done. I came, I went and stayed in her house, finished my exam three months later. Now they send me to the city where I have other relatives and say, ah, now, this far we have also tried, uh, continue. And she gave something to me. She's the only reason I go to Sierra County. I have no one there, but I go to see her because that was awesome for me. She did a marvelous act for me. You know? Now I come to the city and there's no hope for going, ever going to high school. And by God's grace, a school was opened right in the middle of the slums. Chris understands. Chris and I, Ezekiel out there, we were products of that school. The truth is, I don't even know what the name of the school is. There were so many, we were still thinking, you know. We were the pioneers, so they were thinking along the way. They think, ah, this donor gave this, maybe he called it this name. This donor came here, they called it this name. The founder was this. Until we finished. <laughs> Chris is here, can confirm. And Ezekiel is out there. And Locks, I think you guys know Locks. And we were taken care of there. We... <laughs> We are given, I say, Gideri. There's a special Gideri. We loved it. It was 
put with the potatoes that are not peeled, just washed and fried nicely, and it was lovely. I'm telling you, we went there. We, you couldn't miss school and miss lunch. How? No. Yeah? Githeri. That's how important it was to us. We would go there. And, and that's actually where we, uh, I think we met Christ, especially for me, through the same, it was a parachurch organization and the greatest gift that I got from that place was Jesus Christ. That I came out of that place born again. And when I was, I was finishing uh, the four years there, a man came and told me, um, you may be an orphan, but we have a father who never fails, who will never leave, who is ever present. And that changed everything for me. He told me, you are a son of God. You are a son of God. You are a child of God. I may have heard this before, but this time it made sense that God has given this for us. And I think, um, let me find that as I conclude and invite and give you back your pastor. <laughs> um, it says, I'm looking for the part that says, what manner of love? Yes, I think I, I was just looking at a different translation. First John three one. First John three one. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, or the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God. This is the same Bible we read every day. But sometimes you look at these words and you're like, Ay, indeed, our Father loves us. He gave his only Son that we should not die, that we should not perish, that we shall have a sure future. Amen? Pastor, welcome back. You want me to finish? <laughs> okay. Sour, sour. We'll continue. I get born again. I learn about the, this truth that I have become a son of God. And I make a decision that I will live as a son. And I will also give. The organization where Chris is working right now, I volunteered there for three years. I was ahead of Chris, so Chris came after us. And one, my three years of giving there was not just a place of giving. I learned at the Bible course where I did Christian Youth Works and Leadership. And we got our diplomas from there. To serve. And we added something to ourselves. Thereafter, serve with Empower Child in the slums of Kibera still. Serving this community. 
Because that's where we got our deliverance. And so we bring back our deliverance to them. And I'm glad Chris is following on the foot in the same. And many others. You know? When it's actually we just read, when much is given to you, much is required. We are just going back there to also do the much to use the much that has been given to us. Yeah? Young people are here. Do not despise your condition as at now. This is just but a beginning. If you're faithful in the little, you'll also be entrusted with much. So the little that God has given you or the place where God has placed you, God is going to use it more if you're faithful in that little. Mark, you have started a beautiful thing in Kibera. Don't give up. Push it. Push it. It will grow. People are doing amazing things in Kibera. My friend Gomez. I look at those children and I see my former self. Those children will be citizens who can be counted on. Citizens who can be trusted. So that small thing that you have received, grow it. Grow it. Nurture it. The Lord will use it for his own glory. Amen? Thank you, Pastor. God bless you.